What's up, everybody? It's me, Jay Jr. So excited that you tuned in to the Drive Project podcast, where we talk about passion, purpose, and possibility. And I have somebody really, really cool. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Really cool on today. His name is Chris Cashman. Nailed it. Nailed it, man. You're a multi-Emmy Award winner. You are just, like, so cool. You are a producer for the cool show Take 5 that is now seen at 4 p.m. on King (laughs) 5. And so you're just flat out amazing. And there's there's multiple things, but I'm going to – my goal is to have you on more than once. Were you up all night checking out my Wikipedia? You know, I was up looking at everything, (laughs) (laughs) studying your whole background. No, No, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. It's such an honor and it's a pleasure. And I always count it a privilege to have great people come on and share their story. And, you know, I think just with people wanting to hear inspiration and hope, um, it's necessary. In today's world, we hear so much negativity. Mm -hmm. And so why not tell the storyteller's story? I hear that. And so why not? So give us a little bit of feedback. Well, I got to say, I love what you're doing because uh, to a lot of people, podcasts and podcasting is new. But uh, I've been a fan for over five, six, seven years now. Wow. And when I got into it, it was because... I found people in entertainment, comedians, people that I looked up to that were suddenly doing this podcasting thing, and I looked to them for inspiration. Uh I liked that for the most part on these podcasts, it was either inspiration or tales of misery that I also (laughs) found inspiring. You know, I kind of like hearing these guys talk about the truth behind, oh, yeah, I'm the host of this glamorous show, but but behind the scenes, hear what it was like. Right. And I always found that kind of cathartic because mm-hmm. I went, oh, okay, good. I'm not the yes. only one who has felt the <laughs> agony of the other side yes. of the industry. You know, when your job is essentially to be on TV or on stage or mm-hmm. behind a microphone and to smile and be happy and entertaining, right. we're real people too. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. got our share of struggles and exactly. pain and things. And in full disclosure, the past four or five years have been beyond challenging for me wow. in my personal life. Really, 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 really difficult things that I've had to go through. Um all while I was living out my dreams, which was wow. launching and producing a sketch comedy show, right. uh, a second version that became a syndicated comedy show. So I had reached the pinnacle in my personal life right. of what I would hope to accomplish. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was Your going through the world. worst personal pain wow. possible. Um, right. And now to be on the other side of it, uh, you know, I it's, it's nice to be able to sort of talk about it without getting too specific, but it's right. nice to be able to look to people who maybe need some inspiration or, you know, who just need something to relate to because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're so, life is so full of glitz and glamour and we're all living this life on Facebook and Instagram and, and it's not real, which is, look at me, look at how great I am. Look at, I mean, you know, you're a great example of somebody who every image I see of you. (laughs) Is you're looking spotless, and God perfect, knows I smiling. I spilled the pancake sauce on the floor. I'm like, okay, right. what is my day today? How am I gonna? You know, I have three kids. Yeah, and you know, twelve, seven, and five. See, there's a good example of it, something I didn't even know about you. Right. When I see what I see online, right. I think this is a guy living large. Right, he's got it made. He's happy, <laughs> but probably doesn't have the responsibilities that somebody true? like I have. I've got two daughters at home. Okay, right. So there, we can already relate. On well, levels. here's well, here's the reality and I'm always honest
honest with my audience yeah. because I, I want them to feel like we're growing together. We can cry together. We can laugh yeah. together. And then we achieve a level of where hope has a place and it's in our heart and we can spread that. Yeah. But for me, like just like eight months ago, like I was, I had my own like web series. Yeah. I was doing it, telling people stories. And I was like really focused on it. And that came to a crashing halt and trying to make money, make things meet. And I couldn't afford my bills. Right. And so eight months, I lost my car. Now I have a car now, people. I'm driving. It's good. Life's turned around. Right. But I'm not ashamed to talk about those things because somebody could be listening like, oh, well, what you what you just said. Right. You see this image and you think, oh my gosh, they have no problems. They, but no, my car was, I couldn't afford the payment. Right. And so to be on the other side of that and you learn lessons, right. you know, but, and I didn't give up, but you're right. You see this image and you're like, oh, they're just picture perfect. No, right. behind that could be the probably the worst moment of their life. So I respect the fact that yeah. you're talking about it. I was that. just having this discussion actually with my my dad about all this. He works in the business too and is, right. is oh, yeah, you know, a right. guy who is professionally funny yes. for a living. And we were kind of talking about how, you know, he basically said, Hey, I know how tough the last few years have been for you. And right. I just want to tell you how proud I am of you, kind of a, a message and it meant a lot to me. Right. Um and and my response to him was, you know what? I I don't want to say I'm I'm better for it, but I will say that <laughs> right. it has given me a completely new perspective on life. I think I'm much more empathetic. Yes. Uh, you know, things that used to sound like cliches where you'd hear, you know, hey, be kind to people because right. everybody's got mm-hmm. a battle you know nothing oh, right, about. Right, right. Now I'm a perfect example of, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that to be true. That's me. Because exactly. when people started to find out about the things I was going through, a lot of my close friends were like, wow, you? Yeah. I had no idea. Right. But wait a minute. No, you were doing that. But you're doing, you're doing the, all this. Show. Exactly. I would see you every week making mm-hmm. people laugh. How were you so happy when all of this was happening? And mm-hmm. like everybody else, life must go on. Right. You know, you lost your car, but you weren't just going to tap out. No, I just and kept going. You, you have to have some faith in the universe that right. things are going to work out in the end. You know, it's that same. You find out who your friends loved. are. You know, if <laughs> things will be okay in the yes. end. If they're not yes. okay, this is not the end. Exactly. Things like that that really started to speak to me. Wow. And over the past couple of years, uh, listening to, to podcasts and and, uh, and even books on tape, a lot of uh, biographies, right, right. I, I really liked hearing other people's stories because it kind of helped center me in the universe and mm-hmm. say, okay, all right, I, I'm no different than anybody else. Right. We've all got to exactly. make our way through this. So, um I know I've gotten off the rails. No, this a, is so good. Bit, but, I love it. It's you good. Know, I, you know, was born in Boise, Idaho. Okay. I know we're talking about courage today, <laughs> and we're talking about what else? Taking we're talking risk. About? We're talking about taking risk. Yes. Uh, my father took the risk to leave his job there uh, in wow. TV and came to Seattle. Right. And worked right here at right here King, at King 5, Five TV, where I get to work now, wow. which is pretty cool. So I kind of grew up around this TV station, literally. Wow. <laughs> grew up in crazy. the building. Um, so. You know, uh, yeah, I was born in Boise, Idaho, but mostly grew up right here in the suburbs of Seattle. Okay. And went to all my schools were right here. Went to college on the other side of the mountains at Washington State University because I wanted to work in broadcasting. Right. I wanted to work in local television, which by the time I graduated in the early 2000s, (laughs) uh, basically didn't really exist anymore. It was the news or nothing else. Yeah. So it was a bit devastating to me to get out of school and go, oh, wow, it's really dried up. Yeah. So I made a pivot to radio and said, well, there's still local radio, maybe the DJ thing. Maybe Mm -hmm. I can do that. So I, I got my very first job. Um, as we're talking about taking risk and courage, right. I knew that my heart was, man, I had always dreamed about being on television, not as a right. news guy, hopefully entertainment. Mm-hmm. When I grew up- Because you're funny. Have, you're well, funny, you. Chris. I watched you on- Guys, he, he was the host <laughs> for the regional Emmys here. And I thank loved you. when you did that 
that whole comedic skit on when you didn't win the Emmy. <laughs> yes. Well, thank, the, you. The, thank you for bringing that up. That was so, uh, I'm so sorry, guys. But yes. it was so funny. I laughed and you came out with the little blood. Like, you just tore the green room apart. You're funny. So <laughs> well, I, I connected you. with oh, you. Yeah, I, well, I was lucky enough to, you know, land a job on the radio. Yeah. And then that parlayed to TV where somebody said, hey, we're looking for somebody on the radio who maybe people don't recognize yet who could be a local personality. Right. I auditioned for that, got that job, and that kind of launched my career which sounds silly to say, a career, but on television, <laughs> first job on TV. We'll just right. say that. And then I kind of went from there. And then that evolved into the internet and Xbox. And next thing right. you know, I was hosting a live game on Xbox That's Live, crazy. which was very cool because it was kind of a sneak peek into the future. Right. Because at that point in time, Xbox Live was, I think, reaching over 50 million homes. And this was right. the better part of 10 years ago. Mm. But because they were already hardwired into people's houses, right. they were doing what we do now on the show we do here at King Five. Exactly, Take Five, where you can text us, you can interact with us live yes. during the show. I Not love just that the too. website thing. It's like right. a, no, you can text right now, and I mm -hmm. might see your message and respond on the show. Right. When I was doing that Xbox Live game, we were already able to do that. They had controllers in their hands. I had a controller in my hands. Oh so my I could god! Say something, That's and I would insane. see in real time what was wow. happening. I would see tens of thousands of people logging on, joining the game, and I could see this. It was like seeing live ratings. So wow. it was this amazing peak into the future. Um, and then I was able to bounce back and forth between ESPN Radio. Mm -hmm. Then I came and did a little work here uh, for King 5 TV. Then right. I was off doing my own thing and did a lot of corporate work for Microsoft and MSN and all of that. And then right. a couple of years ago, I met with uh, the news director here at King 5, and she said some really amazing things to me. And... She was very receptive to my feedback about <laughs> how I perceived the right. state of local news and local right. TV. And we just kind of met in the middle and said, let's let's try to shake things up. Let's wow. let's get you in here. Let's have you in the middle of the newsroom, which is not my world. It's yes. still not my world. Yeah. <laughs> not a news guy. Don't want to be. Right. But I sure have an appreciation for what they do. It's very yeah. hard work and it it's is. hard to do what they do. So for me to get to be a kind of a bridge between right. the news right. and real people is great for me. And yes, my heart and soul is comedy. Yeah. My dad is a very funny guy. His name is Pat Cashman. If oh, yeah. are familiar. Amazing. He worked uh, in the Seattle market for many, many, many years and yeah. had a comedy show called mm. Almost Live yep. that ran for a couple of decades. And that was very popular. That was during the 90s and the yep. whole grunge thing. So oh, yeah. for a lot of people, looking back on Seattle, it was, it was a staple. as symbolic as grunge was. It was yeah. Almost Live. Grunge, yeah, and the sports Nirvana, teams, and I, right. <laughs> and but, almost live. But the essence that. of almost live was local comedy, right. so it was poking fun at the neighborhoods around here. Exactly, and I still run into people who say, "Hey, say hi to your dad for me. <laughs> Tell him." How Almost dead? Live taught me wow. what to think about yeah. this area. And, and where he's to doing live. great. Yes, he's doing great. Wow. Um, he, uh, I lost him about a year ago. Mm. Um, he's still alive. I just lost yeah, him. I don't yeah. know. He was in the woods. Oh. So I'll, I'll, oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, wait. No, I, I had just, to go back and look for him. It's right. just I've been very busy for the yeah, past year. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's mostly. <laughs> I was like, wait. Oh, my emotions went up and down. Yes. Like, okay, yeah. Sorry to take you on that journey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh, my gosh. But, no, he's doing great. And you know what? The, my... Biggest accomplishment. I don't know that I will ever do something again in my career that will make me as proud is when I got to launch a comedy show with him. You know, wow. uh, for a good decade of my career, people were saying, hey, bring back Almost Live. It's on you now. Wow. Why don't you bring it back? And, you know, the industry changed. Yeah. It's expensive to do something like that. They had a studio audience, they had a full crew. This was their full time job. So I said, 
sorry, folks, that ain't going right, to happen. Right, that's it's different today. Nobody's paying a full-time crew, exactly. comedy writers, that isn't going to happen. But technology came around, just like you and I are sitting here. Right. You've got a laptop, and we've got a microphone, microphone. and we're doing a show. Right. You know, so I was able to get with my dad and some other people and basically say that and say, look, we actually could do this now right. differently, but we could do this. You know, we could produce a whole show right here on my laptop. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time I referenced the likes of Louis C.K. I said, right. hey, he's got this new show on FX. I just listened to him on a podcast mm. where he admitted that he edited that whole first season on a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Right. That spoke to me. Because so I was change. already doing that, but I said, wow, somebody on his level yes. nationally – is saying, yeah, no, I just do this on my laptop. I, right. I don't know why. It becomes so simplified now. Yeah. So we were able to launch a show called The 206 based on the area code in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And we did that for four seasons. And it was really, really fun. Wow. And because we're talking about risk is why I bring that up. I knew for me personally that when this was going to happen, all of a sudden this idea was going to happen. We yeah. were beyond King 5. Mm-hmm. The newspapers were writing about it. Is Almost Live coming back? We yes. don't know, but they're doing some local comedy again. Exactly. Because it wasn't a reboot, but it was going to be a reboot of that kind of comedy. Yeah. We wanted to, to have fun with the local communities. Um, mm-hmm. I knew that I had a big bullseye on my back because I was Pat Cashman's son. I was right. no longer – in my Was mind. there a sense of fear because of absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think when you follow in someone's footsteps, certainly a parent. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people assume that, oh, you're Pat Cashman's son. Then so you the got The doors it. must have just been propped right. open for you everywhere you went. Um, certainly when I got out of college, I was at least able to get some meetings with people. But nobody offered me any kind of work because of who my dad was. You know, my wow. first job was on the radio, but working in promotions. I was not on the air. I had to show up right. and pick up a van and drive out to the Tacoma Dome and set up a tent for the NSYNC concert. <laughs> oh that was day one God. on the job. Wow. Uh, you know, then finally they let me on the air, but it was overnight. It was the middle of the nights, back when yeah. they would have live people on from midnight to five in the morning. So, right. Uh, so, you know, I really got to work my way up. But, you know, for a good 10 years, just about everywhere I went, whatever set I was on, whatever job I was lucky enough to have, right. then, you know, they'd accidentally call me, hey, uh, Pat, or sorry, uh, what, uh, Chris. Wow. You know, and that does wear on you, yeah. you know, as you try to make your own name. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough, as you said, to, to, to win some awards. And to me, I kind of reached this pinnacle where I had won uh, best host three right. times in a row. And I, right. and I went, wow, look at, look what's happening. Look yes. at me. Hooray. Yeah. And then, like everybody else, it came crashing down after that job went away. And you go, yeah. well, wait, why is the phone not ringing? Don't they know I've won all these awards? Why is the phone not ringing? <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm so just a cop for something great. Good right. perspective to go, yeah, you know, th- these are neat. This is fun. Um, but in the bigger picture of life, it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm lucky enough now to look back and say, gosh, I have over a dozen Emmy Awards. I know. But they're all in my garage. And, and that's not to say I don't care about them. I, right. But I just – you know, <laughs> it's my daughter's right. is what I, you know, in my life. And I don't, I didn't want to become obsessed with that kind of thing. Right. I didn't want to do the work for the awards. awards and things like that. So to be honest, I got involved, as you referenced, I got to host the awards after I had won a few. They said, hey, why don't you come host? Because you're a funny guy. Why don't exactly. you do that? And that was very appealing to me. So because of that, I, d- I didn't enter. I haven't entered awards for the past many years. Um, wow. This last year I was on stage, you were referencing. Yes. It was a bit strategic in that I was up for best host, but I knew that I was not going to win. Oh. I didn't even host a show last year, so I'm not right. sure how I got nominated. Right. 
<laughs> but I was on TV, but I didn't right. host a show just yet. Uh, but I was flattered to be involved. But yes, because I knew that I was not going to win, I had strategically produced a produced segment a where segment. I was supposedly backstage pitching a fit and destroying the Oh, game. it was so incredible. I got bloody, I was like, as you remember. Oh, so. yes. I mean, I was like, what the heck? This is like phenomenal. <laughs> this is TV. Yes. <laughs> so I got to pitch a complete fit and be a diva about it. Of course, tongue in cheek. But yeah. For me, um, all of these things that I referenced go back to our theme of of taking a risk because this industry is scary. You know, it's very scary, but it's no different than any other job where you're showing up on day one, hoping that they respect you, hoping that they take you seriously, hoping that you can get along with people. Uh, And what does take you time in this industry to figure out is that uh, you know, your home runs are short-lived. You do right. this really great segment, and you're like, well, like I said, that was, I won three awards in a row. Right. I'll just kick back and wait for the phone to ring. No, and it doesn't that's ring. That's not the way it works. No, right. uh, people are you know, like, okay, that's great. Next. Yeah. What else? Um, you know, and that goes back to kind of an inspirational card when I was first working in television. Mm. My sister gave me this little card basically congratulating me on knowing that this was my dream and look right. at you, you're on TV now. Yes, yeah. Congratulations. And it was a it was like a quote that basically said we should celebrate the courage to step up to the plate just as much as we celebrate the home run. That's good. And that really spoke to wow. me and I've kept it and that's why I remember it all right. these years later because there is something to that. Yeah. Uh, when people who are just coming up the ropes, asking me about you know my trajectory or mm-hmm. what's your advice? How did you get in? What did you do? It really does come down to that. I said, right. you know, you, you've got to have courage. You've got to have thick skin. Yeah. And some of my favorite quotes, partially because they're funny, but because I think they're real. I, I often tell people <laughs> that my favorite quote is from Curly from The Three Stooges. Oh, my gosh. Not only was I a fan of theirs when I was a little kid just because they were silly. Yeah. But one of my favorite quotes comes from him. And even as an adult, I go, it's funny, but there's something to it, at least from my standpoint. It is as simple as if at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking until you do succeed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That spoke to me. Yeah. And it still does because you know what? We all got to live and learn. Yeah. You're not going to be great at everything you do. Right. I look at the stuff I did a year ago and I go, I would have done that better now. What I just did today before you and I got together today, I was out doing a story on goats. I know. Eating up the side of a hill. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm sure I'll look at that in a year and go, Uh I could have done that better. But as long as you're open to that and saying, I'm not an expert in anything, but I want to be better at everything. Well, you know, even with doing this podcast, like I said, originally I was doing this whole video like on the spot, had a small team and I I felt confident. And I remember Andrew, who's here at King Five, he said, you know what? I think you'd be great at a podcast. And this was months ago. And I go, you think so? He goes, yeah. But I was so scared because I was like, oh, I'm just used to doing it this way. And if I step out of that box, Mm -hmm. will it be accepted? But it was me actually launching. This has been the most successful thing that I've taken on. And here you are. And And it's because you're at the helm. You're at the wheel. You had to have the courage. You had to take that risk. Let go of old to things. To put yourself out there. And I know a lot of right. people might say, well, what's the risk? The risk is the ri- uh, your name, your face, you're putting right. this product out there. Exactly. And unlike a television show, it's in the name broadcasting. It's wide. It's trying to reach a lot of people. Exactly. This is reaching a much smaller audience in theory. I don't know. You're probably like eight, nine yeah. million listens, <laughs> something like that. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I thank you so much. Yes. Oh, yes. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm in the podcast game as well. Right. Uh, but I appreciate the difference in that it's not broadcasting, it's narrow casting. This is a much smaller audience, but guess what? Right. They're here on purpose. The exactly. people listening to us right now right. probably like what they've already heard from you. Maybe they're skipping past Thank my you. part. No, like, they're this, loving this, it. This is <laughs> no, oh, that's Pat's kid. Oh, it's so right. trash. Okay. No, you're amazing. <laughs> but the point is they're here on purpose. You know, exactly. On TV, I'm aware that 
we're on in the background. Sometimes with a radio, you're right. just getting from here to your haircut. People listening to podcasts are here on purpose. Right. And that's why I have so much respect and so much passion and love for podcasts because I think you just get a different version of people. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I have just been talking here for exactly. about 20 minutes. And right. We haven't edited. We haven't nope. said, you know what, remove that. You just get to hear people be real. And right. even when I get to hear celebrities on podcasts, I, I always stop and listen. Yeah. Because often you hear something that it's you've a never real heard moment. before. Exactly. So. And I appreciate yeah. everything that you've shared today because, I mean, it's huge to be able to take risk, have the courage, even mm-hmm. with your father being as great as he is. And now you, like you mentioned something earlier, you know, the shadowing effect. Yeah. And not wanting to be under the shadow, having to, okay. I'm going to still take a risk and do something. It's tricky because, you know, he's my biggest hero and role model. And and, and this is me being totally real. I know I will never be as good as him. Wow. He is the guy I would never want to go head to head with because he's so smart and so (laughs) funny and so brilliant. And I'm also aware now that I'm a father and I have two little girls, the things that I hear them say to me, I go, Oh, I get it. There is a hard wiring here. People want to ask, how come me and my dad work so well together? We do a lot of events on stage. We can kind of finish each other's jokes. And people go, oh, do you guys work on all that? I go, no, we don't. We don't. That just... It's natural. That just happens. But right. now I get it. He programmed me, mm-hmm. you know, just like my daughters will do and say things and people go, oh, my gosh, that's right. so you. And I go, yeah, you know what? I, I get it now. So, But I'm sure your father is believing that you will go great. Of course, he wants you to be great and be amazing. Yeah, well, and, you know, we've been, you know, to be honest, I have achieved things that, you know, if you told me when I was trying to get into the business, right. hey, well, you will have done this, 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 this. And this, I would have said, well, that I've reached my wildest dreams. Wow. Um I already have all of that in mm. my pocket. Of course, I, I want more and I yeah. feel like I'm still very early in my career. Yes. But that said, every now and again, I stop and look back and go, wow, I'm super lucky at the things I've gotten to do. To get to work in TV, right. to get to work nationally with Microsoft and MSN and Xbox and ESPN Radio and all of these things. I look on paper and I go, look at all this stuff I got to do. Wow. And so I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. Is And I get this through podcasts because I heard someone motiva- you know, motivating me and saying – you know, we all spend so much of our lives, and I do it. It's literally the thing I'm trying to fix in my life right now. We spend so much time talking about what we have to do. You know, like, oh, I have to go do this story, and then I, okay. you know, I got to race out of here because I, I have to go do this podcast. Exactly. It's not a have to. It's mm-hmm. I get to. I get to. to. It's Think of the things that we get to do. Right. And not that we have to. Everybody has to do a million right. things. Yeah. Every now and again, you got to slow down and go, yeah, but what do I get to do? Yeah. I get to sit here. And talk to you mm-hmm. on this very cool podcast right now. <laughs> and then when we're done, yeah. I get to go put together and edit a story yeah. that I did on goats who yeah. are eating up the landscape. <laughs> right, right. But it'll be fun and right. I'll get to put fun music to it. And then I get to host a live TV show today and every day right. on King 5, which I grew up yeah. watching my dad work at. Exactly. So here I am. Uh, like everybody else, going. I love oh, how am I going to pay my bills? I'm underpaid. I'm under. You mm-hmm. know, the whole world. We right. all have these same thoughts behind yep, yep, yep. behind the facade we put on Facebook. Exactly. But every now and again, I like to slow down and go. No, but look what I get, get to, to do. do. I it's get an opportunity. To do all of this. Yeah, that's major. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. You hear that, people? What do you get to do? Yeah. Versus like, what do you have to do? That's the nugget. Yeah. <laughs> like that's major. Right. So if you take risk. Now look at it from the perspective of what do I get to do? Yeah, You know, and I, I look back to my, my oldest daughter now is 11. My mm-hmm. youngest is 8. Okay. And when, I was like raising girls. It's the best. I have you know, one. It's the best. I, I'd let, you know, I just 
I love them so dearly. Everybody who really knows me what knows is dad cook I'm in the just, house that they I'm love? Super devoted. Uh, I'm not a great cook. We did, <laughs> we tried the whole Blue Apron thing and all okay. that, because I'm like this will get us to cook together. But they weren't <laughs> as passionate about it as they mostly like to watch me cook. Okay, um, and, and I was like, no, this is defeating the purpose. <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, we're kind of all over the place on what we like. We just like to adventure. I think, um, you know, I will say, and this is not to sound sappy, but I'm most proud of when people will say, oh, he, this is Chris, he works on TV, or oh, right. this is Chris, he did this, or oh, he did that. Often, the people who know me in my life will refer to me as a really great dad wow. and will say, this guy's an amazing dad. And I hear that a lot from women, too, because they'll see how I am with my girls. And I go, right. oh, wow. Because, you know, there's still yeah, 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 a yeah. cultural thing that's happening where mm-hmm. my dad's generation and certainly his dad, they weren't very affectionate. You know, yeah. I didn't hear my dad's dad saying, I love you ever. Right. I didn't you grow know? up like that either. Where so, it was like, you just, the dad comes up and just holds you. Right. Like, I do that with my kids. Right. My kids will come up and I'm like, you know. But I, mean, I think he we played, are of that generation. It's, of that. it's kind of the first where it's totally okay. Yes. To be sappy and sweet and And nutty and goofy and devoted. And so for me to get to do that with them and to kind of get to re-experience the world through their eyes is the best. And I'm often, because we're talking about taking risk and courage, I always reference my my favorite example of that is when my daughter was born, uh, you know, 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. I, right after she was born... I basically got an opportunity to, and I was just brand new into the business. I had worked a couple years on local TV, right? but I was just kind of getting my feet wet. And I had this opportunity to go to audition for a show, and it was going to be a a, a Microsoft production. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was reputable, and the guy who was going to be producing it, I knew of him. I had had only met him a couple times, but he had worked in Hollywood and had done a big thing with Dick Clark. So I'm like, oh, this is for real. Yeah, yeah. This is for real. But I was scared because... I felt a bit inexperienced mm. and frankly, I was exhausted because we just had a baby. So I wow. thought, well, I'm probably not in any kind of shape to go audition. When we just got home with a newborn baby, I've barely right. slept. And I was going through all this anxiety because I knew I needed to provide for yes. my daughter. Yeah. And uh, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have a paycheck, so I better go audition. And I remember that day I got there, I got to the parking lot and I was so out of sorts. And this was going to be a funny show. They gave me the topics and basically said, just come in and do a, do a fake monologue. Right. You know, which is also very intimidating. Hey, come yes. in and be funny. Yes. Is essentially what they said. And about technology and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was up writing jokes and all that. And I got there and I remember sitting in this parking lot. I remember this moment where I just sat gripping the wheel going, don't go in there. Go home. Go to bed. Just apologize to them. Tell them, you know, just chalk right. this one up and just say, this is a loss. You weren't ready. You were too tired next and just move on Mm. and you know on the other shoulder was no chris just go in there just just go in a big deal you know what i mean swinging a miss that's okay remember the courage to step up to the plate exactly it's just like a home run just go in there and i really was battling internally and finally i just said no quit it and i remember starting the car driving out leaving the parking lot and then going no chris turn around and i turned around Parked in that parking lot and said, go in there, you know, be a man, go in and just do your best. Right. And I went in, saw the producer, uh, you know, quickly tried to ambush myself. I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so tired. And we just had a baby. And if I'm terrible and I don't remember any of my jokes and all the things you should not do. Right. But I was making a bunch of excuses. And fortunately, they just said, hey, it's all good. Just do your thing and we'll call it good. Mm -hmm. And. My brain cooperated, and even though I didn't remember all of my jokes, I was able to just kind of 
Right. Just be me and and just have fun with it. And, you know, of course, they loved it. And wow. you know, but I say of course because it always seems like when you when you when assume your, you bombed, yes. it's when they call you back and go, "You got it. You're perfect." Right. So I got that job, and that ended up basically being the beginning of a, a good decade of work wow. for me with that producer, with that production studio. Wow. It all goes back to that the moment rest, where yeah. if I drove off. Like I wanted to because I was scared because I did not want to take that risk of right. looking stupid in front of these people. Exactly. Uh, I would have lost out on a lot, a lot of work and a lot of relationships. You know, I mean, wow. you always hear that. It's about relationships. Life is about relationships with work and everything else. So that to me is a great example. Flash forward to now, you know, I, in my mind and on paper had come off of producing a couple of relatively popular comedy shows you know mm-hmm. they were late night it was local tv I, yeah uh, you know we weren't we weren't stuffing money into our pockets that was <laughs> the trick was yeah. we were funding this show and not yeah. paying ourselves so it was increasingly difficult to do but visually and as far as the audience is concerned yes. it was popular we had an audience of 500 people every time we had a waiting list of over 1500 people i mean this was like my wildest dream i couldn't believe it wow here i am i had a bullseye on my back i was yes. Pat's kid mm-hmm. they're not going to take me seriously we were. People embraced us. I didn't get attacked the way I thought. <laughs> uh, you know, I produce a lot of my own content, edit my own material. So I was able to very quickly throw a couple of things out there that were very popular. And mm-hmm. right away, it was sort of like, okay, he's worth his weight. We'll keep him around. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, you know, flash forward to now, uh, it, the idea of, hey, do you want to work in the news? It was very scary to me because that was the opposite of what I had what become were. known for. And quite frankly, we would do a lot of parodies of the news. We would right. poke fun at the news. Yes. Too honest news. Too early news, right? Make fun of how early they are. <laughs> exactly. Too honest. Where, too honest. You know, the weather guy too would right. say, why don't you just check your phone? That's what I do for the forecast. You know, uh, little silly right, little things like that. jabs that I was making. But, you know, just in, in, in good spirit. So for me to come work here was absolutely a big risk. And I really did lose sleep over it. I really thought about it. I was very flattered by the opportunity. And that the news director was so cool and she said all of the right things and mm-hmm. she was very receptive to my brutally honest feedback about right. what I – how I perceive things. So I knew it was a big risk and they have been so great in letting me kind of be me here amongst uh, news veterans. Right. Um, and flash forward to this past year where after about two years of just kind of being the utility guy, I would do reports and I'd go do red carpet stuff. Yes. And I'd do sports stuff for mm-hmm. them. We're doing a football show during Seahawks season. Uh, I kind of got to do a lot of everything. Um, and then, as you know, a couple of months ago, got to launch right. a brand new show. We Which took is away one of our newscasts and replaced it with kind of a a, a talk human interest yes. uh, version right. where we talk about Relaxed the news, too. but it's personality. We're allowed to have yeah. opinion for a change. We're allowed to say, hey, I saw this neat thing. You guys should look at this. Mm-hmm. And really, we try to focus on positivity right. and the good news whenever what possible. We can't avoid the bad news sometimes. Exactly. But we get to prioritize and focus hopefully on the good in the positive and really what you're doing. Trying to make people smile and I can right. tell you how many guests we have that come on the show and say oh man this is great. Yes. This was fun. And Thank it's so you relaxing and I mean, the way you guys put it together yeah. and I just love all of you. Right. And even the feedback I hear from like because I follow on social media right? and it, the way we just connect with you guys. Yeah. I think you guys have just it's excellent. But it's it wasn't beautiful. without major major risk. We yes. just had a meeting yesterday where the bosses all talked about this. Hey we all knew when we launched this this was very risky to not only flush a newscast and replace it with something right. local but something local that's totally unproven and kind of 
being yes. made up as we go. It's go. being evolving. You know, what worked? That worked. People right. like this. You know, I introduced this texting technology mm-hmm. you know, through, a, through a completely different relationship I had with a company right. and brought it to the table and said, we should use this on the show. People could text us live during the show. Right. At the time, it was not received well. People kind of laughed it off and went, nah. But I really mm. fought for it, which I took a risk. Yeah, exactly. I back against yes. corporate bosses who said no. Right. And then we did it. And quite honestly, it's a that. big part of the heartbeat it's of huge. the show. So that's another risk. Um, so, I mean, life, it's love, full of that. careers, it's all full of risks. It's, you know, what do they say? They say we make like some 5,000 decisions every yeah, day. Yeah. You never know which one of those. And you see over 7,000 images a day too. So you're trying to like put like between 5,000. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so you're bouncing between the two. I mean, yeah. it's like, oh, every moment is so important. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wow. So you know, it's it's all the people you look to growing up. You know, I I always think about like the cowardly lion. You know, yes. Courage. <laughs> His whole speech about courage that was motivating to me as a yeah. kid. I went, he's right. He's right. Even though it was you know, the you know the muskrats protect their musk. Courage. <laughs> yes, but there exactly. was something there. I went exactly. He's mm-hmm. right. Courage. It takes courage to do. I mean, to be a good father, to mm-hmm. to raise children, husband, or just get to work. All of that takes courage yeah. to do that. You don't just wake up like I'm going to take over the world. Right. No, it takes. You have to process that, right. and you have to think about that. And taking those risks are so important. Right. So. Wow. Speaking of of taking a risk, is this your longest episode ever? I you know, I this available on two CDs. No, you know, <laughs> do you even have those anymore? Tapes. For <laughs> <laughs> the VHS. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it's worth it because everything you said was so important. No, I know you. I feel like people are going to relate and really appreciate and I can't wait to for everybody yeah. to just hear this. So thank you so oh, much. Oh, well, thank you. I'm, Chris I'm, Cashman good. everybody. I'm ready to go edit some goat. Oh video. my gosh. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> thank you so much, thank man. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. See you guys next time.